In this episode of Table of Content, we have Gretelyn Darkey in the studio. We get to talk with her today about her episode that she wrote for Zero Hour, Imaginary Twin. And I guess we'll find out if she's the real thing. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Table of Content. So glad to have you here. I am your host, Albert Sines. As always, this is the show where we talk about everything cool, hip, new, awesome, everything happening with We Are One Body Audio Theater. And today we are so happy to have Gretelyn Darkey here to join us for the show. We're going to talk with her about Imaginary Twin, which was uh, one of her latest write-ups for the Zero Hour program. So uh, without uh, getting too far off, Grelin, welcome. Hi, good to be here. Always glad to have an opportunity to talk with you about your creative endeavors. And I want to get to that point actually first. Good. I was looking at um, your contributor bio, Mm -hmm. and I think it's fair to say you're a bit of a prolific contributor (laughs) to We Are Body Audio Theater. There's a number there, and actually I don't see Imaginary Twin on it. I'm looking at it right now. I see. I also photo. I also run the website, so that's my fault. <laughs> right. Oh no! Wait, I see. It, it was it was back up. That's the thing. You've done so much more since Imaginary Twins that I didn't <laughs> think it was that far up. So you're up to like 44. Uh, that's a mixture, but a lot of that is really writing, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Most of that's uh, writing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, maybe you've done double duty acting and writing. Mostly writing. Is that really? I mean, is that where your heart is kind of most happy when you write? Oh. Yes and no. So I, I do love writing. Um, you sort of go into this like trance state when I'm doing it, uh, which is fun because I, I don't really even know what's going on around me sometimes. But that, um, but but it's also I'm also a terrible procrastinator, so getting down to it isn't always so fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do I do love to write. Um, I really enjoy. Uh, being creative. I have found that um, being able to work with a team here at the Audio Theater has really increased my ability to be creative because before I would just get an idea, I would think about it for a while, um, I would let it ferment, and then I would try to write about it. Now uh, I get an idea and I talk to the team and we talk about it and they make it better and I make it better and then, and then I go write about it. And then we talk about it again, and I rewrite it, um, and it's it's actually just a way better process. I never thought I'd be so much happier to work with people on my own writing, but it's great. It's the best thing ever. I think you find that when you open yourself up to the assistance or the the the, the team effort, and you say, "Oh, all right, I'm going to allow myself to be exposed because writing can be very personal." Absolutely. You know, uh, my, my wife, my wife feels that way about her write, her writing is that it's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. And you say, "All right, world, I'm going to open it up to you." And what are you going to tell me? Mm-hmm. And the first few times can be a little sort of harsh. You're like, "Oh, wow, that kind of <laughs> really got me." Well, when when I was in college, my first creative writing professor said in like one of the first classes that the most important thing he could teach us is that sometimes you have to drive out into the desert and shoot your baby, which sounds horrible. But what that basically means is don't get attached to anything in your writing. Um, 
you can you can write things that you think are good. Uh, you can you should write things that you enjoy. But when it comes down to it, if you have to cut something to make the story better, you should cut it without any qualms. You can maybe use it later in a different story, but you know if that character needs to go, take them out. If this scenario needs to change, change it. It's it's usually for the best if you're trying and trying and the the process isn't working. Well. Getting to the focus of today's show, uh, Imaginary Twins, um, that was such an interesting and unique story. Mm-hmm. So was there – let's start with actually the writing process for it. Did you find a lot of needing to let things go or was it actually pretty uh, complete so, from what you originally wrote? Yeah, so so there was an original story. Um, it was actually my first published story ever, which is really – well – Maybe second, but it was first published in a long series that I published for Gilbert Magazine. Um, so it was an originally a short story, uh, and it was actually significantly different from the one that is now a zero-hour episode. Um, because when you transfer to audio, you you do have to change some things. Obviously, uh, you can't hear an expression necessarily. You can't hear um, something visual. So... In order to make it work, I, I did have to change quite a bit. I actually um, added two, one, one new character. I added a new character that didn't wasn't in it at all. I took out another character that just didn't really work. Um, because I added the, the, the best friend for the main character because otherwise everything was in her head and she needed to say it to somebody. Um, but yeah, I, I, I realized kind of early on in the adaptation by talking with the team that this, 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 and this kind of needed to be different in order for it to work for audio. Uh, so as far as the writing process, yeah, started as a short story, which started as an idea and was fairly easy to write, um, but wasn't peer-reviewed really. <laughs> it was published, but it wasn't the same as sitting down with the guys and having them say, okay, well, this doesn't work. Um, so, so yeah, so then from there, I don't know, there were probably – at least seven or eight drafts of the script before it was finally ready. And that's a good point to, to make. I mean, yeah, you could write something and maybe, you know, out of the gate, you, you nail it. Mm. But the reality is, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, edits and drafts mm-hmm. that you have to go through to get to the version that really is going to nail it for, for performance. Is that fair to say? I, I think out of, would, would you say I wrote like 44 and that's not everything I've ever written I think the only thing I've ever nailed the first time was The Executioner, which is another story you can find on We Are One Body Audio Theater's website. Um, that one kind of came out of nowhere, and I wrote it, and everybody just loved it. Um, that never happens. <laughs> Almost always there's drafts and drafts and revisions and major cuts and big edits. And I think if you can be okay with that, that's sort of like a leap for you as a writer to become better uh sort of on your on your road to i don't want to say writing perfection because i don't know what that is but (laughs) to becoming a better writer so let's get into the story we have um let's focus on the main character leah who's i guess we wouldn't classify her as a bully she's just kind of obnoxious mean mean mean. yeah Yeah, she's a mean girl Mm -hmm. and uh, she makes a decision Mm -hmm. to she's 
she makes she obviously makes decisions to kind of prank people mm-hmm. and in somewhat serious ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story opens with uh, Leah talking to Brittany mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey, that that prank that you pulled, that was pretty serious. Like the the, the guy's on meds. He's he's really kind of uh, messed up from what yeah. you did. And Leah just sort of brushes it off. Mm-hmm. But then we get into her very next prank, which is when she decides to create an imaginary twin mm-hmm. and uh, try to fool uh, Casey mm-hmm. into believing it. And that's kind of the main the main thought. But it obviously it comes back to haunt <laughs> to get her. Uh, to, to, to get her. <laughs> uh, so we'll work to the story a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm interested first in how did you kind of come up with the idea to create a mean girl mm-hmm. and have her exploits uh, shown and then come back to sort of haunt her? Like where where, where was your where was oh, your creative boy. thinking in that? Um, I don't know if I want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> um, basically, I knew somebody. Who was sort of like that, um, and I and I felt like it wasn't a good way to be, um, and I, I I thought it would be and and so so you know people say where do you get your ideas and the answer is usually from about ten or twelve different places so that was part of the idea I knew I knew someone sort of like that who would m- make up kind of mean pranks for no apparent reason, um, and that was that was a little piece and then another little piece was like well what would happen if there were like sort of cosmic consequences to that act. Um, that was another little piece. Um, and then, you know, you have to figure out what would the cosmic consequences be, which is a spoiler, so I won't say it. Um, but, but yeah, that that's kind of where it came from, and it germinated for a little while. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it, basically. Now, do you think... No. I mean, you said you... You knew someone that was kind of like that, and I think I've known people like that in my life. I mean, I I, I can admit I remember being really young and not understanding really the the nature of pranks or jokes Mm -hmm. or sort of half-truths because I remember talking to some kid in my neighborhood, and I just thought it was fun to be creative and make up some sort of story about myself that Mm -hmm. was— absolutely bogus but to me i was just saying well it's just a joke mm-hmm. and you sort of you and you get that from leah in the beginning when she's talking to Brittany, saying oh it's not that big a deal mm-hmm. but i think your story kind of helps to make a point that it actually could really be a really big deal mm-hmm. and, and i, I like that aspect that you're like this is actually serious yeah because because you're right like you know i say i knew somebody but i've definitely done things like that i think we probably all have um and it, and it's it's worth examining in yourself and other people and saying is this going too far uh is this person vulnerable for stuff like this is this going to hurt them more than it's funny now we get into the other characters really there's some side characters but then we have the we have imaginary the story imaginary twin where we have Leah creating a fictitious twin sister uh, Rachel mm-hmm. but then we have them interacting with Casey and Jared who are twins themselves mm-hmm. so I'm just curious was that just something fun you decided to have imaginary twins work interacting with real twins or was that just so i've always been fascinated with twins which is funny because i'm married to a twin (laughs) um which wasn't part of the plan but um i mean 
even even when I was a kid, my sister and I used to we had alter egos and they were identical twins. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it would be an interesting kind of. Um, it was sort of like an easy in. So so when, when Leah said, you know, I have this twin, it was like, oh, I, I, we do too. And then it was like they were sort of instantly more friendly, if not friends, because obviously that didn't really happen. Um, so I think it was partly a plot device um, and partly a foil too because, you know, you have a real set of twins and you have the fake set of twins. You can sort of compare them. Um, yeah. Would you say that in in writing the story that you had the goal of trying to not just sort of tell a good creative story, but to try and, oh, I don't know, I don't want to call it a, a PSA, you know, but would, would you say you were trying to sort of make a point saying, hey, you know, you should be, you should be aware of the dangers of this, or is it just... No, it's just a story. Um, In this case, I was trying to make a point. And I don't usually, because I feel like oftentimes if you're trying to talk about something important, a point will come out anyway. Um, But in this case, I was thinking about the point, even if I don't know if I was trying to make the point. I was thinking about it because, um, you know, it hurts. It hurts to be uh, sort of duped and and taken for a fool. Um, I'm a very credulous person. And I love jokes. I love to make jokes, but I I am very easily taken in. So I've, you know, and your your thin your skin thickens over the years, and it's not as big of a deal. But when it's something big and ongoing, and it's it can be very painful and and humiliating. Um, and I and I do feel like, uh, especially in high school, when you're in these vulnerable years, um, and even into college, like you you need to all through life. But those are kind of the vulnerable years where. It seems like there's no consequences. Um, you can do whatever you want to do, um, and and that's also not true. Uh, so it was, it was interesting even working with the actresses um, and actors, but the actresses uh, who who played the parts they were all in high school. So I I don't know you know how this affected them, but it was it was kind of interesting to to do with young people and see okay you know hopefully this is meaning something to them um, because it's easy to sort of pretend like people aren't feeling anything and aren't important and and just do whatever you want to them. And that's that's kind of what I was going against in this story. Let's talk a little bit about the production. Uh, and then I think we're going to have to head towards wrapping up. But this, was this actually, this was, if I'm not mistaken, the first production that was sort of recorded on... Uh, on location, is that right? Basically, yeah, yeah. So, so um, it's a second zero, second or third. It's a third zero hour. But yeah, this this was the first one that was really <laughs> in the actual environment. It was it was um, I wanted to say filmed. It was recorded in a school. It felt like a filming almost because uh, you know we're standing there with boom mics over these girls and they're sitting in the desks um, and they're in the hallway at the lockers and. It was it was really fun, and we we had we had them do a lot of the foley, which is the sound effects, which was really really cool, and I think they really enjoyed. Um, you know, we, we would say, okay, walk up to the locker, drop your book bag, open the locker, say this line, put your book in, say that line. Um, it was a really unique and interesting way to do the production. Would you say that in comparison to some uh, really every other production you've done at audio theater that? 
it really sort of magnified or helped in the production versus, well, we're just going to do all the sound effects in post-production? Um, yes and no. So uh, a, a guy who records for us let us use, he's a principal, and he let us use the middle school where he is the principal. And it was summer, and it was really hot. Um, so, so in that way, it was actually just like a lot harder. And we, we did have the, the production team. We were like, should we just go back to the studio? Cause this is crazy. But everybody was really game and stayed hydrated and it was fine. Um, so, so kind of like it was, there was kind of like those logistics you can't account for. Um, but it, it did add a lot to the acting, I think that they could run up to the to where the mic was and and drop their book bag um, as opposed to just having to sit there and pretend to run up um, uh, yeah and then you know they they could they could they could move a lot and it didn't matter when we're in the studio you have to be kind of still because it, the movements even of your clothing rubbing together can can make a sound um, but in this case we wanted their tennis shoes to squeak we wanted all that so so in that way it kind of freed them up and that was cool um, I, yeah, I, I think I would do it again if we if we had a production that would work that way. I would want to do it on site. That was fun. Maybe with a little bit better uh, temperature. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can't turn on air conditioning when you're recording. So. Right. <laughs> so last couple of questions. Uh, are you, from the writer's standpoint, because this is kind of, you know, we'll say your your baby, were you, were you happy with the way it turned out? Uh, yeah, I actually really was. Um, I, I I was kind of like sad to let go of one of the characters that I let go of. And um, I kind of don't want to say because I, I think maybe I could just say go listen to the original and go listen to this one. They're both on there. Because um, I liked his character. I thought he was cool and mysterious. And then they were like, no, drop him. He doesn't add anything for the audio. Um, but I really ended up liking it. It ended up being very sort of an intimate look into um, high school life and some high school friendships. Uh, and and I, I really, it just felt like you zoomed right in on them. And I, I thought that that worked out really nicely. Well, here's kind of my, my last question then. Um, I think it's, it's, nice to be able to talk to creative producers, whether they're writing, they're acting, they're uh, making music, whatever it may be, and just ask them for their own insight, right? So here we are, you have about 44 uh, programs that uh, shows or creative works on audio theater alone. You said that's not everything that you've done, Mm -hmm. but if you were going to give uh, some words of wisdom to those who are trying to pursue, uh, we'll, we'll focus on writing. Mm-hmm. If you were going to give some words of wisdom to someone who wants to pursue their own writing, whether it be creative, uh, nonfiction, whatever it is, poetry, prose, what would you tell them, start here, Sure. start at this point, and then keep moving forward? Hmm. Uh, can I give three things? Okay, three things. Go. <laughs> so, so, so I'll I'll go small and work my way out. So, first of all, for writing specifically, just on a technical level, um, keep your sentences short, and when in doubt, cut it out. Uh, it the shorter the better. The less words, the better. Try to find the way to say things in as few words as possible. Um, now, that's probably because I write for, I write poetry and I write short stories and I don't write novels. But I found that to, things are clearer when they're shorter. 
Um, second thing is don't uh, don't don't hang on to things. If you think, like I said, if you think it's better without it, take it out. Don't be afraid to put in something that you weren't sure about. Um, just try it. And the third thing is don't don't block other people out of your creative process uh, because that has been far and away the most helpful thing for me. Uh, and I think for, probably for a lot of writers is is to allow other people to influence your work, to read your work, to tell you what they think. Sounds like sound advice <laughs> to me. Uh, I want to invite everyone to visit the website waobaudiotheater.org and look up the Zero Hour program and take a listen to Imaginary Twins. If you have some extra time, check out Gretlin Darkey's uh, contributor bio so you can see all of the works that she has participated in. And uh, you can find us podcasting. So right now, head out to uh, Apple Podcasts and you can pick up the Zero Hour there if that's better for you as well. And uh, just as a shout out uh, for be listening for future episodes of the Table of Content mm -hmm. and because uh, Gretlin's working uh, on a group writing effort right now with mm -hmm. another series called Misspelled. Mm -hmm. We'll just leave it at that, but it's a lot of fun. And I would uh, encourage you to stay tuned for that, for that premiere, which will uh, be later this year. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. And much more coming out of We Are One Body Audio Theater. Always really good stuff coming out from here. Thanks so much, Gretelyn, for joining us for this, uh, for this episode. Really glad to talk with you. Oh, thank you. And as always, thank you, listeners, for giving us your time. And we hope that you will join us back here again for the next Table of Content. Thanks. Peace. Peace.